Hello everyone, this is Willie from the ColecoVisions Podcast. When I get a hankering for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I go for the cabinet and pour me a nice big bowl of turtle flakes. Yes, turtle flakes, fortified with Josh Otello and Rob Fiel. Turtle flakes, it's what's for podcasting. Kawabungaluya, Turtles fans, we are back <laughs> for another episode. Yeah, it's a new one, man. I like that one, dude. Yeah, that's pretty good. We're back with another episode of Turtle Flakes, people. Yeah, man. Uh, we're finally back with a regular episode. We've done like, you know, six interviews and a couple of green screens since our last episode. <laughs> you kind of, you know, talked to Kevin Eastman and I didn't get to make it, you know. Yeah, a couple, couple interviews, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> you, you, you got to throw them in there, you know. Uh, yeah, Josh got to talk to Kevin Eastman, and uh, first of all, I got to say, you handled that interview extremely well, my friend. I wish I could have been there with you. At least I got to write that little note and everything, but uh, Kevin Eastman, based on everything that I had listened to, based on everything I've heard from all the TMNT fans, class act all the way. So, uh, yeah, just big shout-out to you and big shout-out to Kevin Eastman. Thank you very much for coming up on the or coming on our show. It, it was so awesome to hear him. It was great. I, I was so humbled to be able to talk to him. It was it was amazing. And uh, next time we have him on the show, Rob, you're going to have to lead the interview. Yeah, sounds good. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. He did say, you know, the, that he he would talk to us again. I take that he as did. he will be back on Turtle Flakes one day. Absolutely. Yeah. That, so, Josh, how have you been, man? It's been a while. Uh, I've been pretty good, you know, uh, keeping busy. But uh, definitely super excited about two things, Rob. Uh, the Turtles film coming up? Yes. Oh, Next I knew that weekend, was man. Next weekend. Yeah, um, August 8th, correct? Yes, August 8th. And you know what all, the other thing is? What? The documentary Turtle Power coming out August 12th. I know. A couple days later. Yeah. Not, not bad. Not bad at all. Two Turtles films. I am pumped. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'll tell you what. Um, I, I'm also excited because uh, next Friday, which would be August 8th, is payday. And I've already confirmed with my wife. I talked to her uh, this morning about it. I said, honey, we get paid that day. We're going to go see the Turtles. And she was actually kind of, you know, all for it. So, so yeah. yeah. You know, I was, I, I'm hoping to go to Pizza Hut or something and get one of the – have you tried their um, Ninja Turtle pizzas there? I have, yes. I got the uh, – well, I had to get the Michelangelo pizza because he's master of the whirling pizzas. <laughs> Oh, you weaved that in early this time. <laughs> I did. <laughs> nice. So I, I had to, you know, it was like, it just seemed right. But uh, <laughs> I didn't, they have the katana cut, which is basically cutting it into four huge slices. Oh, uh, I, I didn't go for that, though, because, you know, I, I wanted to try to keep things manageable. And I figured it should be nunchuck pizza, not katana pizzas. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Did they actually have a katana in the back? Uh, You know, I don't know. Oh, 
Oh, that'd be. What about the uh, Turbo Jinsu? It slices. <laughs> they could have been uh, Ninja Pizza, home of the nice slice. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I- I've not had theirs yet. Uh, a buddy of mine, actually, Michael Kelso from Two Dudes in a, a-, a-, a- Ness. I keep wanting to say NES. Uh, he was the one who actually said that the Michelangelo one is the Hawaiian uh, pizza, yep. which would like the ham and the uh, pineapple. Is that right? Yeah it's, yeah, it's really good, yeah. Oh, man, that's probably going to be the one I get. Yeah, the plan for next Friday, man, uh, as soon as I get home from work, Pizza Hut, and we're going to see the Turtles, man. It's just like I'm five years old again. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> yeah. totally, that's awesome. Yeah, I know. You know, speaking of which, I was going to mention this later on in the show, but did you know that Pizza Hut, um, during the San Diego Comic-Con, uh, Pizza Hut had a real-life version of the pizza shooter. Really? It's like a half a ton. It almost looks like a tank. It's got a like swiveling turret that actually fires real-life-sized pizzas 30 feet in the air. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. I know. I know. They, they would actually have people, uh, like kids, fire the, the pizzas at like these uh, like cardboard cutouts and stuff of like, the ninjas. That is like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, that's a, that alone <laughs> is worth the trip, man. I know. I'd go to California for that. Yeah, I would. So uh, I guess before we get started in all the main stuff today, uh, we've got a lot of announcements uh, we, we want to give. A lot of good news we want to give you um, this go-around. Uh, first of all, later on this week, actually in about a couple days, and as a matter of fact, the way our editing goes usually takes us a few days to you know edit everything. So um, you might hear this after the fact, but Josh and I are going to be on GeekCast Radio Podcast this Thursday. And and basically, that is a radio network, a podcast network, dedicated to all things geek. I mean, Ninja Turtles, uh, Ghostbusters, Batman, G.I. Joe, Transformers, any podcast about any of those things, it's on their network. I think it's Totally geek- nerdular, dude. Right. <laughs> nerdular. That's right. <laughs> I think the website is geekcastradio.net or .com. Google it. You'll definitely find it. Uh, it's got a huge following. We're proud to be part of that network, and we are really excited to be on their uh, main feed. So that's going to be this Thursday. So stay tuned for that. Another huge announcement we want to give is uh, guess what, Josh? What's that, Rob? We're going to turn one soon, man. Whoa. Yeah, I know. I know. I, th- I thought we were in our late 20s. <laughs> <laughs> no, I yeah. I can't believe it. I know. I know. Turtle Flakes is going to be a year old here in about, uh, gosh, two weeks. Something like that. And uh, we just want to thank our fans for keeping things interesting. Otherwise, we'd have no one to uh, laugh at our bad jokes. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> you know, I totally agree with what Josh is saying. Uh, we thank you all so much for the support. We've gotten several emails. We we get a really good interaction on our Facebook page and our Twitter account. Just, you know, we couldn't do this without you. Of course, we love the Turtles, and we would have done it no matter what. But it just makes it so much more fun when we can interact with the listeners like yourselves. And, and it just means a lot to us. And we've learned a lot from you guys. And, hey, if you've never written in and you'd like to write in, please do. Let us know who's listening because we really, Josh and I, have no idea who's listening to us. We see numbers. Uh, we, we see how many downloads we get and everything. Uh, so we know somebody's out there at least downloading the show. I don't know if they're actually listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but right in, we we love to interact with you. We're very very listener friendly. We we want to hear from fellow turtles fans, and we're excited about our future in this podcast. Because uh, speaking of the podcast and everything, Josh and I, we really want to. Our main priority right now is is more content. We we want to be able to 
put out stuff at least maybe once a week in between episodes, whether it be a green screen. Josh and I have even talked about maybe doing a sideshow uh, dedicated to all the other Ninja Turtle comics. Like, you know, like the Tales of the TMNT, the Archie series, and things like that, you know, that we haven't really covered yet. We were thinking about maybe doing that in between main episodes. But beyond that, we're going to try to pump out more content. That's our main priority for uh, 2014 and 2015. So the future's so bright, we got to wear shades. That's right. Oh, we also have some really cool news. Uh, Dylan Cook, uh, main host from the What the Shell podcast, has agreed to come on the show to uh, do a green screen with us. And I don't know, should we make him, should we let him uh, suffer the next mutation with us? Well, absolutely. Misery <laughs> deserves company, right? <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, so uh, he's going to be on the show soon. And speaking of people who are going to be on the show soon, Bobby Kernow, uh, one of the main editors and writers of the IDW TMNT series, has agreed to come on the show sometime in the fall. So we're really excited to talk about talk to him about all the awesome Turtle comics that have been uh, flooding the comic book store shelves. Oh, well, Josh, you already mentioned it. Uh, Turtle Power, if you've not heard of it, it's a documentary dedicated to the definitive history of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, the DVD is coming out August 12th, so you can pre-order. Go ahead. Yes, you can pre-order now. Uh, it's available to pre-order on Amazon.com. Just search Turtle Power, definitive history of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It sounds like it's also going to be in local stores. They had mentioned Walmart, so I believe it should be in Walmart and all kinds of stores uh, coming to you soon. Yes, that's very true. And and uh, Isaac has already agreed to come on our show again. Uh, you know, to kind of kind of talk about it after the after we've actually watched it, we could talk about what we really liked and everything. So we're excited about that. Yeah, I can't wait. I actually had someone at work be like, "Hey, dude, did you hear about the Ninja Turtles documentary coming out?" I'm like, "Yeah, I interviewed him." It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's old news. <laughs> no, but it's it's so cool though. Like other people are interested. So yeah, it seems like they got about eight thousand likes on their Facebook page. So you know, I'm I'm glad they're kind of. Uh, Getting some exposure. Hopefully get some new uh, Turtle fans going. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It looks really good, so I can't wait to see it. Hey, guess what, man? We got a couple of iTunes reviews. Yes, we do. So, yeah, we got a couple of uh, great reviews on iTunes. Thanks, guys, very much. Uh, looks like we're up to 21 reviews, and we're at five stars. So your positive reviews on iTunes are gratefully appreciated. Your money's in the mail. Uh, so the first one is uh, by Adam Ruick on July 12th, 2014. Great podcast. I'm a huge Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan. It is a great trip to nostalgia land, as well as a good way to keep up to date with Turtle News. If anything, I wish they would do more podcasts per month. Wow. Yeah, how about that? He's a glutton for punishment. <laughs> Thank you very much, Adam. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. And definitely, we're, we're definitely going to work on that uh, next year, pumping out more episodes. Josh and I, we've done several podcasts together. And this one, I've, I counted it up. We're up to like 26, 27 episodes. This is the longest running one we've ever done. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's uh, going strong. We got tons of great interviews and lots of support from the listeners. So it's been a blessing. And, and um, we got another uh, nice review from a, a guy I've gotten to know in the last couple of weeks. His name's Josh O'Rourke. And as a matter of fact, he is a host of a show called Bargain Bin Radio Podcast. And I just now discovered them. Uh, awesome, awesome show. If you've not heard these guys, great show. It's it's a show he does with his wife. Uh, I believe her name's Nicole. And they, they cover all sorts of things, you know, as far as, you know, comic books, as far as, you know, just all things geek and retro and everything. And as a matter of fact, their latest episode, they covered the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I thought they did a phenomenal job. Uh, they covered everything from the toys, the comics, the films, the upcoming film. A very entertaining show. And he actually wrote us a really kind review. He says, 
Uh, I'm very happy there's a podcast like this out there. I'm a lifelong Turtles fan who's recently gotten back in the swing of all things Turtles. This show has everything. Great interviews, commentaries on the, on the episodes of the 87 animated series, and even reviews of the recent toy line. It's a great show by two guys who have a genuine passion for the Turtles, for fans young and old. So thanks a lot, Josh. That was really nice of you to write that in. And listeners, if you've not checked out a show, again, it's Bargain Bin Radio Podcast. Uh, awesome show. On to our next review by Nikki's 485 Is it? That sounds like a hoser. Is that a hoser? <laughs> oh, definitely. A hose head. Yeah, host head. This is '90s Nick uh, from the NES podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, '90s uh, entertainment show. Seriously, guys, great podcast. It's really entertaining to listen to. They talk about uh, video games, movies, and sports events from the '90s. Um, I recently listened to an episode they did on, uh, and I remember they covered Home Alone. And uh, I can't remember what game it was, but it was just really entertaining to listen to. Just all kinds of stuff. It kind of takes you back. Uh, just remember everything about the 90s so it's a lot of fun uh they have all great hosts on that show uh nick's a great guy and mm-hmm. they keep it family friendly and fun so uh check it out if you have not already so nick's review says uh bossa nova <laughs> chevy nola <laughs> uh tmnt comics games cartoons and action figures these guys talk about it all great show highly recommended cowabunga hosers well cowabunga nick cowabunga sweet well, we thank you very much for the reviews. That does help us out. So we just wanted to give you a shout-out uh, and thank you very much. Uh, uh, and for those of you who have reviewed us in the past, uh, if we've not given you a shout-out, uh, thank you. We've gotten 21 so far. That just It means a lot to us. Um, and, again, you know, we have no idea who's listening, but it's nice to know that the, there's some people out there that like what we're doing, and then that's very rewarding to Josh and myself. Um, you know, I really appreciate it. I don't know if Josh does, but I do. Oh, hoser. Oh, take, take off. off. I'm no, the one who said, you know, get out of here. <laughs> so, uh, so anyways, today is uh, July 19th. Or, I'm sorry, no, it's not. It's July 29th. <laughs> <laughs> I read my notes wrong. Okay. Today is July 29th, and on this very day, back in 2006, Future Shell Shock, episode 117 of the 2003 cartoon was released. And this was the first episode of the sixth season of the 2003 series. And this one's kind of an infamous season because this was known as the fast-forward season because the Turtles were set in the future. And apparently this season was a huge departure from the previous seasons as most of the old villains weren't really in it. And a lot of the characters were redesigned, including the Turtles and Splinter. So a lot of people kind of don't like this season that much. Um, for various reasons. I've only seen bits and pieces of it, and I guess we'll reserve our opinions about it uh, when we get to that uh, here in about 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, the, this episode was written by Marty Eisenberg, and the fast-forward season uh, lasted from July 29th, 2006, to October 27, 2007. And then I think after that it went back to the, um, I think the last season was called Back to the Sewers, and then they finished off the 2003 series with Turtles Forever. So at least they ended on a positive note. Oh, uh, speaking of Turtles Forever, uh, I happened to see it at Target yesterday. Turtles Forever, as well as some of the 2012 cartoon series at uh-huh. Target and maybe other stores, they have a coupon on them that give you a, I think it was a free movie admission in the new movie. So Ooh. if you guys are planning on checking out the movie and you also want to pick up a DVD, you could save some bucks. Hey, hey, yeah, Josh, all about that. So get some uh, get some Turtles DVDs, people. Yeah, nice. And Rob would highly recommend getting the next mutation.
right, well, listen, uh, it's been a long time since we've recorded uh, a regular episode, so we've got a lot of turtle news we need to definitely present to you guys. So uh, first thing is the IDW issue number 36 is out. This story was written by Tom Waltz, uh, Kevin Eastman, and Bobby Kernow. Uh, colors by Ronna Patterson, and the art is by Mattias Sabal... Sanaloco? I, I probably said that wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, but apparently, Leonardo and Splinter plan for the coming war with Shredder. And as they meditate on what their true path must be, they are engulfed by darkness. And from that darkness emerges the Rat King. Will his meddling with their minds lead to salvation or madness? So this is a Rat King issue. So uh, be, be uh, sure to pick that up. IDW The Animated Adventures, issue number 13, is officially out. And Turtles in Time 2, which is kind of like its own miniseries, issue um, 2 is out. So definitely be sure to check that out. A lot of comics out this month. Speaking of which, have you, wa- have you read those, Josh? Uh, no, not yet, but uh, I did pick them up. So Nice! Yeah. Uh, I, I can wait till we get to Turtle Pickups, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call, good call. Okay. <laughs> Another thing is um, Shell Shot, uh, which is the new single, uh, or, is, or which is the single for the new upcoming um, TMNT film, uh, has just been kind of released to the public. And have you heard this yet, Josh? No, no. What is it? It's it's a uh, you know like T O R T L E Power by Partners in Crime. You know how that was like a sing single for the show or the movie. Oh yeah, on the half show. Yeah, they're the heroes for. In this day and age, who could ask for more? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, it's better than the rat rap. Rat rap. Yeah, well, Shell Shocked, um, you know, I just found out about it uh, about two days ago, and it's it's okay. I mean, you know, I, I've heard a lot of people, We, as a matter of fact, we posted a link to um, the song on our, our Facebook page, and a lot of people were like, eh, it stinks, or it's not as good as Turtle Power. And while I might agree with the latter statement, you know, it's probably not as good as Turtle Power, it's catchy. You know, it, it, I think the chorus is like, knock, knock, something. Oh, yeah. Knock, knock, you're about to get shell-shocked. So, I mean, it kind of sticks in your head. Uh, but, you know, it's pretty good. So if you've not heard it, it's on Facebook. Check it out. It's their new song from the, from the film. Uh, and I'm sure it's going to be kind of, you know, iconic with the film just like the old uh, turtle rap songs were for the original films so so uh also the last couple weeks the san diego comic-con was last week and um like i mentioned the pizza hut the giant life-size pizza hut um a pizza shooter uh was a big hit there uh, as far as the ninja turtles are concerned um and it was cool because i saw a little kid riding in the turret and hitting uh, foot ninjas with it uh, Turtle Power was there. As a matter of fact, Isaac Elliott Fisher was there with uh, the, uh, the rest of the producers, um, you know, just kind of promoting the film. And uh, I think Kevin Eastman was with them, so that was cool. They had their own panel. And then Megan Fox and Will Arnett, who actually plays Vern Fenwick, uh, they made an appearance. They had a panel and everything, so that was cool. And then uh, apparently there's a new TMNT mobile game on iOS and Android based on um, the new movie. So I've not played it oh. yet. Have you, Josh? No, I have not. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it, it's kind of got like the cartoony cell graphics and everything, but it looks pretty cool. It looks pretty cool. They got um, a story mode, survival mode, and you can upgrade your weapons. And you know, and it looks like more like a beat 'em up style of game, so it looks pretty solid. But you know, the I guess one of the, my most excited uh, bits of news I want to give you guys. Just imagine a world, Josh, where you could bust ghosts. 
and have the Ninja Turtles involved as well. You know? Dude, that'd be amazing. I know. That, that's the kind of world in which I want to live. But guess what, man? What's that? That world exists. In comic form. Really? Yeah. Yeah, the, the IDW Ghostbusters series is teaming up with the Ninja Turtles. Uh, I think sometime in the fall. I think in October, as, as a matter of fact. And uh, the lead writer from the TMNT uh, comics, Tom Waltz, is going to be uh, working alongside Eric Burnham, who was the lead writer for the Ghostbusters series. So they're going to do a miniseries. That's pretty cool. That is awesome. Yeah, they're, uh, they're doing it for the, both having the 30th anniversary. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They, wow, did they come around the same time? Yeah, 1984. 84? I guess that's when the first Ghostbusters film came out. Yep. Do you? Let me ask you this. Do you remember the Ghostbusters show before the real Ghostbusters came out? No, I don't. Oh, yeah. There, there was a Ghostbusters show. I forget the name of the cartoon uh, company. But, yeah, there was one before that, actually. Um, but it, it wasn't, you know, what we know the Ghostbusters as. Um, but I remember there was a, a monkey in it. Uh, but I, I, I can't remember who did it. I don't know if it was Hanna-Barbera or something. I don't remember. But, anyways, that wraps up the Turtle News. So, Josh, you got any uh, Cool Ninja Turtle pickups? I certainly did, Rob. Sweet. What'd you get? I've got a stack of them here. Oh, <laughs> uh, rub it in. <laughs> So, uh, first on my list is TMNT Color Classics. Um, those are still being released. They're on Color Classics Volume 2, so make sure you guys don't miss them. The Color Classics Volume 1 is already out of print, but uh, Color Classics Volume 2, I picked up number 6 and number 7, uh, right. which are uh, the Return to New York, uh, which is Return, the New- Return to New York storyline, book number 1 and book number 2. I'm sorry, uh, books 2 and 3. Uh, that was issue six and seven. So I'm assuming book one was released as issue number five in Color Classics Volume Two. So I'm going to see if I can track that one down. But oh yeah, keep your I just eyes got that one. As a matter of fact, did you? Okay. Yes. Yes. It, oh, it's good. Very good. Yeah, I've, I've got to track down number one. I think I have an original of it, but not a Color Classics reprint. So oh nice. Uh, yeah, keep your eyes open for those. Uh, I also picked up the Turtles in Time, uh, the one that you had mentioned. It actually looks really cool. It's a really interesting art style. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked up. Both versions of the cover. Um, I got the sub cover and the regular cover. Um, looks pretty sweet. It's a, a totally new series. I think it's going to be a four-part kind of mini-series. Nice. So I believe... Did you say number two was out? Yeah, yeah. I think it just came out, as a matter of fact. And I got the first one, but I don't have the second one yet. Okay, yeah, I have the first one as well. Um, and I picked up issues number 10, 11, and 12 of the new animated series. So, oh, nice, nice. Yeah. All standard covers, though. Although it was funny, um, I noticed on issue number 12, it has a uh, special featuring of Legos. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. Uh, And then I also picked up the IDW series. Um, As you mentioned, they are up to issue 36. So I picked up 33 through 36. And I also got a um, an alternate cover for issue number 35, uh, Eastman cover. It looks pretty sweet. Dang, man, you stocked up. Yeah, well, there's a there's a comic book shop by me that um, they just kind of keep putting all the turtle stuff in my bin, and then when I come in, I they take my entire paycheck and I take comics <laughs> home. And... <laughs> Get cussed out by your wife, and you know, yeah. You, you know <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's pretty much how it goes. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. You know, there's there's several comic book stores around my house, uh, our new place here, and you know, I've only been to a couple so far, and one one of them didn't have any turtle comics at all, and the other one did have a couple. Uh, but yeah, I'm kind of depressed because, you know, the turtle selection here is kind of sparse. 
Yeah, and I'm kind of having the same problem. There's the one I have the box at where they put everything in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they didn't carry the Utrom Empire comics. Oh, and I, yeah, so like I'm kind of missing some stuff just by going to one comic book shop. So I kind of gotta shop around and make sure I get all of them because I I don't know what issue they're on on that. I think I've got like number one and number two. They're really good. Yes. Uh, I want to make sure I don't miss any though. But uh, yeah, uh, for me, I've not really gotten a whole lot lately. I have gotten uh, one thing, you know, the uh, Turtles in Time issue one. I did get that. Not read it yet, but uh, hey, it's got dinosaurs, so it ought to be good, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I got uh, Color Classics uh, Volume 2, Issue 2, which was the Unmentionables. And it's got a cover of uh, Casey Jones and Raph together with, uh, looks like Donatello and I think Michelangelo in the background. So I've not read it yet, so it looks really good. And also, I got this, man. Check this out. It is a storybook. My good friend William Culver, who who is a host of the ClecoVisions podcast, and he's got his own YouTube channel, Arcade USA. Huge fan of his stuff. He was kind enough to send me a couple Sega Genesis games and a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle audio story um, uh, soundbook or whatever you call it, uh, storybook. Yeah. So check this out, man. I don't know if you can hear this, but hang on. Awesome. <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, you know what? I'll have to if I ever have a, a child, I'm gonna have to read this to him. So or her. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so thanks a lot, man, for for sending me. That's pretty much it. Uh, you know what? Uh, I have one too. It's from William Culver as well. No way. Uh, yeah, he was kind enough to send me a sweet pack of turtle stickers. These things are awesome. Oh, you got it's turtle the, stickers, eh? Yeah, it's the it's a sealed pack of the uh, the 2012 series of the turtles. Nice. Like really, they seem like really high quality stickers. So yes, absolutely. Check out William Culver's uh, podcast which is in uh, ColecoVision's podcast, and I think he's starting a Fairchild Channel F podcast as well. Oh, so, very nice, yes. very nice. And he's he's also running the uh, the CGE Classic Gaming Expo's uh, console section, so it'll be in good shape. So go to Classic Gaming Expo. It's September 12th, 13th, and 14th in Las Vegas. CGEexpo.com. Check it out if you're into retro video games. It is the expo for, for retro video games. Man, you are a plug master. <laughs> you're you're a plug pro man i'm telling you I gotta say i gotta yeah. say it's, it's it's awesome i'm going so be there if you guys are going uh send a message to turtle flakes and we'll have to meet up yeah definitely well i don't know why you want to hang with josh he's a hoax <laughs> hey did she say pizza so you live in an antique store yep pizza mm. above actually well i was gonna give you guys a tour of the store ready so the toy that we're talking about this week is none other than the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Pizza Power board game. So you had this growing up? I did. Um, oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah, I don't remember if it was new or used, but I, I definitely remember having this game. It was just, it was awesome. Of course, I was a huge Turtles fan as a kid, and uh, I remember uh, my mom had gotten it for me, and uh, I think she was even kind enough to actually play with me and my brothers. It was it was really great. Um and uh, I guess we'll just 
kind of talk about the game a little bit. Uh, but oh, I, I'm did... sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, Josh, but, you know, I do remember playing this. I just never had it. Like, um, my neighbor had it, as a matter of fact, and uh, my neighbor's house, you know, he always had, like, this creepy house and everything. Well, I'm not I'm not the whole house. I'm sorry. Let me take that back. <laughs> the creepiest basement. Like, his, his gamer was in the basement, and it was, oh, I remember it being so scary, but uh, we'd go down there and stuff, and we played Nintendo and everything, and he busts out this board game, and it was the Pizza Power board game, and I remember being blown away by the artwork. I mean, it's just, it's beautiful artwork, and I had no idea how to play the thing, but I loved the game anyway, uh, and I just, <laughs> I, I remember playing it with them and always wanting it, and I think I even asked for, asked to have it for Christmas, and I never got it, but that's okay, because I got Turtles 3, you know, like a year later, for, for the NES, but uh, yeah, I do remember this game, and uh, as a matter of fact, my wife and I, we've already talked, and we're going to get it next paycheck, so... <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm, a, you know, about 25 years late, but that's all right. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, actually, I, I forgot to mention in Turtle Pickups, my uh, my wife's uh, uncle does a ton of garage selling, and he picked up a, an entire lot of boxed NES games and a top-loading NES for 15 bucks. Nice. Yeah. What a he was score. kind enough. Yeah, he sent it to me for free because he knew he knows I collect the stuff. So I've got a top loader and a bunch of boxed games, and you'll never guess what I got boxed. What? Turtles 3 in the box. Are you serious? For the NES. Yes, dude. I was oh, like, oh my, my gosh, oh, this is so cool. Yeah, it's crazy. There's that's, like Mega that's Man. That's kind of a rare game anyway, and to get it boxed, nice. Yeah, and uh, Mega Man 6 boxed. Like, what? There's, yeah, there's some gems in there, man. It's, It was a haul. Jeez. I was like, was she was my guy. uncle. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, a real quick background of the, the game and everything. I'll, I'll just go ahead and uh, talk about this stuff before Josh gets into, you know, the gameplay and everything. For one, uh, this came out by uh, Random House, which is actually a, a book company. Uh, you know, a lot of the golden books uh, that uh, you probably remember when you were kids, uh, that, those were all Random House books. Uh, they weren't really known for making board games, but they still released this game. Um, this game takes roughly about 20 minutes to complete. Uh, it's two to four players, and it was released in the summer of 1987. Um, or I'm sorry, uh, summer of 1988, I should say. Uh, and the artwork, like I've already mentioned, is uh, phenomenal. And if anyone, if any of our listeners can tell us who the artist was for this board game, please send us an email or, or reach out to us on Facebook because I'd really like to know. I couldn't find it on, online who, who it is. But uh, whoever it is is quite gifted because it's kind of a mix between the 87 cartoon and the comic books. And, and, and for that reason, yeah, although I'm very, very complimentary on the artwork, there are a couple of, like, weird things about the cover. Well, it, it's kind of, I thought it was kind of weird that it looks like the turtles are about to fight each other. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of Shredder in the middle. Yeah, yeah. And they're all, like, they look like they're about to go to war with each other. Like, it's, it's really strange. Like, the biggest turtles, like, the main turtles on the cover you see are, um, I think it's, like, Donatello and Michelangelo, which are usually, like, kind of, like, the, uh, I don't know, you would think you would see, like, Leo and Raph or something, and, you know, as the biggest turtles on the cover. But the, the, the one that struck me the most is Splinter's color. He's all white. Oh, yeah, instead of being brown, he's yeah. kind of, like, grayish white. Yeah. He's like, like a fox. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, and then the, uh, you'll also notice, like, in the background, uh, it's got, like, a Raphael, uh, like, on a street sign eating a pizza. So I was like, yeah, that's kind of random. <laughs> Must be Ninja Pizza's place. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh, Ninja Pizza is on the board. Oh, really? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's actually on the board in the board game. That's awesome. Home of the nice Home slice. Home of the nice slice. <laughs> I'll probably say that about ten more times before the show's over. 
Uh, we'll, we'll try to work him in there. A Shredder, you know, so it's got uh, Raph on the left. Splinter looks like a white fox, uh, and he's pointing towards Shredder. It's got Donatello, uh, Leo on the right, and Mikey on the far right. Uh, and then it's got a Shredder and Krang in the middle of downtown New York City on uh, top of what looks like, you know, the Technodrome. And then April's on the top left corner. And it, I don't know, just the angle. It looks like she's about to jump off the ledge. I don't know. Is she going to attack Shredder? I don't know. And then the back shows the turtles kind of huddled around the actual board game itself. And Leo even has like a little dialogue bubble that says, Cowabunga! All of our zany, wacky, madcap adventures captured in a board game. So, you know, I was like, wow, good advertising, Leo. And then the back of the box, there's a summary. And it says, Cowabunga! The elements of good versus evil, fighting action, and a strange craving for pizza combined to provide excitement and thrills in this zany race to the Technodrome. Players travel around the city doing battle with their good guy cards in order to capture the three bad guy cards. Battle is waged with the Battle Flipper, which injects elements of skill and luck into the fast-paced play, and players must break for pizza time, quickly travel under the city via sewer travel in search of conquests. Take a chance with the pizza spinner to try to catch up in your quest to undertake the ultimate battle in the Technodrome. So that's what it said in the back of the box. So sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's actually it's actually a pretty cool game. I remember really enjoying playing it as a kid and uh kind of like you said with the the battle flipper thing. I thought it was really neat because the the objective of the game like Rob was saying is basically you got to collect uh three of the bad guys. Uh, you use your good guy, so you get three good guy cards. I think when you start, and then whenever you land on um, a fight sequence, you have to fight you know one of the bad guys. And then they actually have the picture of Kr- uh, Krang, Shredder, Rocksteady, and Bebop uh, on the cards. So when you're in a battle, if there's a, let's say Shredder's a three, so if you have one of the hero cards, like uh, all the turtles are threes, April's a two, and Splinter's a two. So you can't fight Shredder with April or Splinter. You got to use Michelangelo or one of the other turtles. Um, so really? basically, you can't fight uh, Shredder with Splinter. No, no, which is kind of weird, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, because you know Splinter killed him in the movie. Yeah, Splinter <laughs> should be like a four. Yeah, instead right, of a I know. Three. I, I don't understand that. Yeah, it's really <laughs> weird. Uh, but but anyway. Um, yeah, so you're actually, it, you know, they actually kind of simulate battling the turtles versus Shredder, and if uh, if you have to get the die in the the little the one of the squares, so the flipper's got four little cup square type things uh, that you can flip the die into. It's kind of like a seesaw. So you get two tries. You have to try to flip the die into the correct uh, spot that matches the card of the person you're trying to beat. So let's say you got Leonardo. He's a three. Shredder. He's a three. I try to flip the die into the three. Uh, spot on the flipper. You get two tries, and uh, if you get it in one of the two tries, then you conquer Shredder and you get to keep the card. If you don't, then you lose your hero card, so I would, would lose my Leonardo if I didn't. So, um, you, you gotta collect three of the bad guy cards, uh, and then you could go to the Technodrome, and then uh, you try to conquer the Technodrome in a similar fashion. Um, I think you have to get the die in all of the different little uh, cups on the uh, battle flipper to try to defeat it. Hmm. So, yeah, I thought it was really cool because you actually kind of felt like you were actually fighting. You know, a lot of board games that are themed after movies and stuff like that, they don't actually say that you're fighting, you know? Right. It's kind of like more just like you draw a card, hey, this happened, you do this. But, you know, it's kind of cool. There's actually kind of a skill and challenge in trying to do that. So I thought it was a pretty cool game. 
what what did the actual board look like? Because I can't remember what the actual board looked like. Because I I know it's like what four or five different stages of New York City or something like that. Is that right? Yeah, there's four different areas, and like you said, the artwork is amazing. So um, the the first area is, is actually in the turtles uh, layer. So you got all four turtles and and Splinter. They're down in the sewer. And then the next area is up on the street, and there's Shredder fighting the turtles. Uh, it's kind of – it's actually a pretty cool picture too because you, you don't see Shredder's face, just his back. Ooh. And he's actually holding a katana in that scene, which I kind of like because you don't – I don't know. You don't often see him holding the katana in um, in the 87 series really. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah. And this – you know, like you said, it's kind of a – uh, a mix between the comic book art and the 87 series. It really makes me think of the cartoon a little bit more than the uh, than the comic, but uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. And then the, the next area is Ninja Pizza. <laughs> oh, they have a Ninja Pizza section? Yeah, yeah, there's a Ninja Pizza section. It's pretty oh, cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and then the next one is, it looks like a battle scene with, uh, there's kind of like a, a sports car with Rocksteady on top uh, with a machine gun and then the... Uh, the turtle wagon. Hey, boss. Dude, that was pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's a kind of a street battle scene. And then the, the technodrome's in the middle. So it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's got all the, you know, several different areas. And um, depending on which area you're in kind of dictates which uh, enemy you fight. When, they, when you draw the enemy, they have a certain color that corresponds to what part of the board they go to. So um, it's cool. You kind of have to travel around the city to go to the different areas to, to beat the enemies. And um, there's draw a good guy card uh, spots, draw a bad guy, draw a bad guy card. Uh, and then there's also move sewer cover. So there's actually uh, little manhole covers all over the board. And oh, you cool. can, if you land on that spot, you can move a manhole cover. And then kind of like in Clue, you could use it as a sh- shortcut to move from one end of the board to the other. So. so do the good guy and bad guy cards actually have like pictures of the characters? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're actually they're pretty detailed, too. They're modeled uh, almost exactly after the uh, 87 cartoon series. Oh, nice. So there's uh, Splinter, uh, the Four Turtles, April, Shredder, uh, Raphael, um, sorry, not, um, Rocksteady, Bebop, and Krang. And uh, it's funny, Rocksteady and Bebop, it just says punk. <laughs> on on, just both, on all four of their cards. Yeah. <laughs> what if they forgot, to, like, if they forgot their names, you know, the people who are like... <laughs> I'm guessing so. I don't know. It's pretty funny. Yeah, Random House Hill is like, I don't know who those guys are. Rhino Guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, um, do you play a lot of board games and everything? Um, I play some, not mm-hmm. a ton, but um, I do play some. And uh, if if I had this one, I would definitely play it. Uh, yeah. I, unfortunately, I don't have it anymore. But right. Well, how how would you rank this one up? You know, as far as complexity and enjoyment and everything like that, and detail. You know, compared to some of the other board games you played as a kid. Uh, I do remember really, really liking this one, uh, just because it's so different than any other board game, like you know Monopoly or Candyland or anything, where you're just trying to get to the end of the game, kind of. Uh-huh. Um, well, I guess Monopoly not so much, but Candyland, yeah. Yeah, definitely uh, Candyland. I-, I remember that one. But I mean, for like a kids' game, uh, I-, I think it's cool because it's not terribly difficult, but it's got just enough uh, in it to make it different than any other games. And you know, you trying to use the flipper to get it to actually battle. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of a cool game mechanic. And uh, I, uh, as far as complexity, I'd say it's probably like uh, a two or a three. It's not too bad. Um, mm. And I- I'd say for an overall rating for how fun the game is, I'd probably give it like a seven. That's pretty I think good. It's pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's pretty awesome. And you know, you know, the funny thing is, um, you know, with it being like the f- one of the first uh, board games, 
I, did, did other strangeness come out beforehand? I say that. Um, I think I have to check. I think other strangeness was 1987. Okay, yeah, because I think this one was summer of '88. So this came out right after. I mean, literally, you know, a month or two after the cartoon had come out. Um, so yeah, this one probably was the second board game. But the price uh, has not gone up at all on on this board. Uh, this board game uh back in 1987 it sold for 20 dollars, and you can find it on ebay complete uh for tw about 25 dollars. so uh like i said my wife and i are gonna have to pick it up cool yes. yeah the uh tmnt and other strangeness is actually a role-playing game okay, it's so not it's really not a board, board game, game. Okay. no no it's it's totally um it's it's a pen and paper rpg so Ooh, that'll yeah. be good hey we yeah. all play that one day on the show Dude, I've got uh, I've got two books. So oh no way! Yeah, I I I bought one at uh, Comic Con here in Detroit, and then uh, I saw one on eBay that was actually pretty cheap, and uh, I just decided to pick it up so I'd have an extra copy. So um, yeah. Oh, that's awesome! Hey, we'll, we'll have definitely to play. have to play. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm looking forward to it. That's sweet. You can be the other strangeness. So you're the first strangeness, and I'm the other strangeness. Yes. Dude, oh. while, while we're talking about this, though, I've I got to send you this link. This is really interesting. What's up? Uh, so this is they actually made a, uh, I think this is a Swedish ver a, yeah Swedish version of the game. Really? A piece yeah. of power? Yeah, yeah. They actually made a separate version of it. I'm gonna send you a link here real quick <laughs> if I can get Skype to cooperate. <laughs> there we go. Oh, there it is. Uh, I'm gonna click it. Let's see what's going on here. So obviously they switched the name again to Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Right, of course. But the artwork is completely uh, cartoony in this one. It's not really. It's not mixed with the comic book series at all. Really? Let me let me take a look here. Wow, you're right. I know. Yeah, yeah it's like the Happy it's, Turtles. Yeah, and it's uh, Milton Bradley instead of uh, I think it was Rose Art. Was wow, look at that. Yeah, I wonder why they changed it up like that. But the game board itself, as well, is completely different. And Shredder looks like the Big Bag Wolf or something. <laughs> I mean, uh, Splinter. I'm sorry. Yeah, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, it doesn't even look like him. And actually, you know what? These kind of look like the Archie uh, comics. Yeah, it's got like the Archie style to it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's definitely more um, kid oriented, I guess. Yeah, and actually, you know, uh, going back to that uh, sound storybook that I had, the art art style looks identical to it. So that's pretty neat. Oh my god, do you see the turtles themselves though? The actual figures, if you go down to like the three pictures, they look angry. <laughs> Let me see. Oh my gosh, yeah. And, and Raphael's uh, holding a katana. And so is Michelangelo. And Leah's holding a bow. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? This is so strange. Oh man, this is this is interesting. This is the other strangeness. <laughs> this Although, is it. Although this is Swedish, and it looks like they have two different names for Rocksteady and Bebop, so at least they got that right. Well, yeah, they're, they're not just punks. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man, look at this. It looks like uh, if you go down to the... Oh, there's another... There's uh, actually more more enemies, more enemy cards, and it looks like they have different uh, stats. Yeah, who's who's K-Man? I have no idea. Yeah, and uh, Kane's? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, and, and Bebop's called uh, Tucker. <laughs> or Tusker, that's what it is. I love the picture of Donatello. Look at him. He's like, yeah, he boy. So... <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> he looks so wild. wild. He's got no neck. Wild, man. So, guys, Google Swedish Pizza Power Game. This is like the, <laughs> the weirdest artwork. It's pretty I mean, entertaining. It's, it is. It's I great. I like, uh, uh, let's see, 
Rocksteady's Karato and Bebop is Tusker. And then I think Leatherhead is K-Man, and I don't know who the the wolf guy with the chains, the chain thing is. I don't even know who that's supposed to be. Yeah, I don't know. And April's uh, camera looks more like a gun. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Imagine her pointing that at you. Yeah, she's got a gap, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we give um, the Pizza Power board game seven slices of pizza out of ten. Not bad. Not bad at all. Well, shall we get into our comic book? Absolutely. All right, let's do it. Hello, Violators. You're in Casey's comic classroom. Prepare to be schooled. Our comic book focus, Casey's comic classroom uh, focus, is on issue, I guess technically it's not number four, uh, but it did come after the third issue of the original Mirage Volume 1 series. And this one's called Me, Myself, and I. And this is actually the very first micro-series that was ever written for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And it's dedicated to Raphael. And uh, before we get into the actual comic review, um, I'm reading out of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, Ultimate Classic or Ultimate Collection, Volume 1. And, you know, it's a really good collection. They give uh, commentaries at the end of each issue. Uh, to kind of you know, kind of talk about it's usually Kevin Eastman or Peter Laird talking about you know the art style and what they try to do or things like that, and this is the reason why uh, Kevin Eastman decided to write this uh, little mini series. Uh, here's what it says: During this period in comics his, comic history, the four issue miniseries was all the rage as they could easily be collected into trade paperbacks after the original run. Those collections were becoming popular not only because they were making some headway out of their direct market into Main Street bookstores, but also because the publishers could sell the same material twice. So naturally, we had to do our own version, and the one-issue micro-series was born. We felt like this was a great way to explore the individual personalities a bit more. And besides, we were still pretty much figuring them out at the same time we were trying to present them to our readers. As Raphael was the hothead of the group, There were two things I wanted to work out in this issue. How deep does it go? And can he see himself, uh, can he see in himself what his temper is really doing to the others? One of the best ways to show that is to have a character look in the mirror or meet someone who's even more of a nutjob than he is. Which is where the title Me, Myself, and I came from and the newest character of the TMNT universe, Casey Jones. The creation of Casey Jones was a lot of fun. To me, it seemed that so many superheroes chose to become superheroes because their whole family was killed in front of them and they wanted to fight crime. I wanted a guy to choose to do that because he watched too many bad cop shows like Peter used to do. (laughs) (laughs) I came up with a guy with a hockey mask and sweats and two baseball bats and Pete added a golf bag. Perfect. So that's why this issue was written. One to give Raphael, uh, you know, his own kind of story and develop his character, which that's a big reason why I love micro-series issues because you get a lot of character development in those issues. And uh, two, to introduce a huge character, a, a monumental character uh, in the TMNT universe, Casey Jones. So this is a big issue, and I felt like we definitely needed to talk about this on one of the core episodes. So have you ever read this one before uh, this week, Josh? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh man, yeah, me neither, me neither. So, and I was really surprised at Casey Jones uh, in this issue. 
I was really surprised by the way he is, especially at first, because um, I didn't know the backstory. And I'm used to, you know, inc other incarnations of Casey Jones, like the IDW one, where you kind of feel bad for him. Although he's not a sympathetic figure, or he doesn't portray himself as a sympathetic figure in the IDW series, you still can't help but feel bad for him because, you know, his dad is an alcoholic, his mother's passed away. But in this one, it's totally different backstory. But before we get into that, this issue was released as a micro-series one-off in April of 1985. Uh, it was written, penciled, and inked by Eastman and Laird, and Eastman is credited with lettering. Um, and this, like I said, was the first micro-series that Mirage ever published, and it was a monumental issue because it was a debut of uh, Casey Jones. Uh, this takes place after the third issue, where Splinter has been chased down from his home and the sewers because of the Mausers, uh, and he discovers the TCRI facility. And you remember, you remember the end of that comic, Josh, where the, the little Krangs, the little Krang brains were drinking Kool-Aid? Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, I, ca I can't remember exactly, but uh, Splinter looks in and he says like uh, something like, oh my gosh, or something like... Um, oh, let me look, let me look. I I'm sure it's there. It's, it's a great quote. <laughs> oh, it's by the souls of my ancestors. And he's got like the biggest bug eyes going on, too. And, and I don't know if it's because he's just, like, looking at all these crane guys out of their bodies and drinking Kool-Aid or if because the Kool-Aid man was about to bust through the wall and go, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, apparently that happened before this issue came out. So Shredder, I'm sorry, uh, Splinter has pretty much been separated from his brothers. Uh, not from his brothers. He doesn't have brothers. Sorry, from his sons. <laughs> And uh, the turtles have been living with April. And, you know, because they're not in their natural habitat and they're not in the sewers, uh, the, you know, tempers are flaring and everything. And that's definitely apparent in the beginning of this issue. So this issue begins with Raphael and Michelangelo uh, sparring pretty, pretty heavily. Uh, Mikey's kind of taunting Raph a bit. And I, and I like that, you know, they're identifying each move as they're fighting. You know, like uh, I think Michelangelo says, hey, not a bad dragon punch. So, you know, they're kinda... I, I thought that was cool. It made me think of Double Dragon. <laughs> yeah. And it also reminds me of, like, Kung Fu films, you know. Like, I know uh, a lot of Jackie Chan films, you know, when he'd fight, uh, he, he'd kind of quote the moves that he was doing, especially the early on, the, the um, early films. Like, I think uh, Drunken Master, one of, one of my favorite Jackie Chan films, uh, you know, he's doing all these different fighting styles, and he's actually naming each move he's doing as he's beating this guy up. I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Raph, you know, he goes to punch Mikey, and Mikey swiftly dodges, and um, and he says, oh, and then Mikey says, you set yourself up for this, and he catches Raph square across the jaw with a right hook, and you can already tell that Raph's starting to get uh, uh, ticked, though, because he says, that was a lucky punch, uh, you think you're so good, but you can never beat me, and then he lunges at Mike, and Mike swiftly dodges again and flings Raph across a table. You know, and I. And meanwhile, I'm thinking they're doing all this sparring in April's apartment. You think they have a little <laughs> bit of courtesy, you know? You would think so, but yeah, like uh, bulls in a china shop. <laughs> you know, April must be a very patient, tolerant person. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, uh, it, it kind of shocked me that Mikey was beating up on Raph. I know, I know. You you don't you don't really think of Mikey as being like the the most skilled at fighting. You think Raph would be right. And then Mike says something quite astute after that. He says, uh, you know, as he flings Raph onto the table or whatever, he goes, "Pride goeth before the fall, buddy." And I'm like, that's pretty insightful, actually, Mikey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was a little a little impressed. Um, so 
you know, Raph, he snaps right back up. He grabs a huge socket wrench on the floor, and he gets up screaming, you know, you cheated, you cheated. And this is the first time you really see Raph's temper kind of rear its, its ugly head. And uh, he gets up, and there's like this murderous look in his eyes. He raises the wrench over his head, and Raph's about to kill Mike with it uh, when Leo actually grabs his hand and says, you know, get out of here, man. Cool off. You know, he's, he's pretty much saying, look, I know we're Take all... off, bro. Yeah, t- <laughs> take <laughs> off. <laughs> Two things happen here. You know, one, we see Raph's huge temper just really flare out. And two, we also see kind of Leo displaying his leadership qualities, you know. Because... I think that's kind of one of the first times in the series, isn't it? I mean, yeah. he kind of he kind of did before, but not like an authoritative one as, right. as much. And, and Raph actually listens. I mean, Raph leaves. So... Uh, you, you find out later on, you know, I think in, in especially in the city, of, I think it's City at War or Back to the Sewers, maybe that arc where Raph actually stands up to him. But yeah, here Raph concedes and just kind of says, all right, fine, I'll leave. So Raph, he storms out of April's apartment and he heads to the rooftop and he's, uh, you know, just trying to clear his head and everything. Uh, you know, and already he's starting to feel regret. And, um, you know, it's kind of a powerful line. He goes. He's just kind of sitting on the colder of uh, the rooftop. He's looking down uh, over the city and he goes, uh, Oh, Mike, my friend, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And then right across from uh, that apartment, you know, a few apartments um, away, boy, you get a totally different uh, shot. I mean, the first panel of Casey Jones. Josh, you want to describe it? So you're kind of looking in, looking down on him in his apartment. And you see him sitting in his lazy boy. He's kind of reclining, back and he's got uh, it looks like a like a fifteen pound weight. He's just kind of doing some curls, you yeah, know, you know, in the weight room. Curls for the girls. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got about four TVs going with uh, I can only imagine cops and a Steven Seagal movie. And... <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I think I noticed um, uh, what was it? Uh, Dirty Harry quote uh, is like, "Do you feel lucky, punk?" Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, first of all, just th- that image alone, you know, you see a guy just kind of working out in, in his recliner, you know, uh, just watching four different TVs, and all of them are cop shows. And I was like, dang, this guy's intense. And of course, he's not really, you know, a clean guy either. I mean, if you look at his apartment, it's pretty nasty looking. Yeah, and definitely a bachelor place. But did you, did you notice one of the posters in the background? Uh, The one with the guy with the katana? Yeah, yeah. Did, did you see what it says? Mm, uh, Oh, Frank Miller. Yep, oh, that's awesome. Yep, Frank Miller's Ronin. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, that's a huge contrast. That's the first panel of Casey Jones. And, you know, I, ca- I can imagine, you know, not complete, just imagine, completely not knowing who Casey Jones is. That's the first shot. You think, wow, this guy's a weirdo. <laughs> you know, this yeah. guy's crazy, <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, you don't think of him as, you know, Casey Jones, you know, one of the cool guys. But, but anyways, so – uh, let's see. Um, I think I just skipped over a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. So you know, Casey, he's really into these uh, these cop dramas, and he's saying things like, you know, those guys have the right idea. Get the scum and dirt balls off the streets. So you know, he grabs his his hockey mask. He grabs his golf bag with uh, clubs and a taped baseball bat, and he he heads out the door. You know, it's like, uh, you know, he gets so keyed up from all the cop dramas, he decides he's gonna fight a little crime himself. So. Casey's running across rooftops, and, you know, he spots a lady being mugged. And get this, get this, Josh. This is really cool. All right, the lady being mugged in this panel here. What do you notice about the two guys? Do they look like, familiar? Uh, they kind of do. Che- Cheech and Chong? <laughs> no, no. 
No, no, not them, not them. Actually, uh, uh, I found this out from the commentary. The guy on the left is supposed to be Kevin Eastman, and the guy on the right is Peter Laird. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, caricatures of each other. So, you know, and then uh, Kevin Eastman's like, you know, of course they're more muscular than we are, but still. <laughs> yeah, so they're, apparently they're the ones mugging this poor lady, and then Casey Jones shows up. He drops from the sky. <laughs> and I like the panel. He goes, hey, a crime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he drops down and everything. Raphael shows up first, and Raphael runs the guys off. And then Casey Jones finds the guys running away, and he beats the ever-loving crap out of them. Yeah, he does. He He's just going to town on him. I know. He grabs his baseball bats, and he's just whacking them across the face. I mean, I've never been hit with a baseball bat or anything like that, but I can't imagine that feeling very good. Dude, he can wail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Perfect form and everything. Uh, yeah, so... You know, and, and he's just completely no mercy, not holding back whatsoever. He's beating these two guys. Poor Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. <laughs> I know, uh, yeah. right? <laughs> I was like, of all the guys, you know, they, they chose to, to draw. They, they drew, the, drew the two guys getting their butts kicked by Casey Jones. That's awesome. Uh, so, you know, and then Raphael, you know, he's kind of just observing Casey Jones just beating these guys to death. And then Raph finally realizes, whoa. He's going to kill those two guys if he doesn't intervene. So, uh, you know, Raph, he jumps in and he says, hey, cool it, pal. So, you know, this is kind of a big turning point for, for Raph. So Raph and Casey, you know, they begin to fight. And Casey's swinging his, his hockey stick around. And Raph dodges it and uh, slices Casey. It looks like he slices it like his mask or something like that. And slices it into the ground. And, Ka and Casey, you kind of see him real subtly reach for his golf bag, and he grabs one of the drivers out, and he, he pulls the driver out and yells, Four! And then clobbers rap and storms off. I'll never call golf a dull game That's again. it! That's exactly what I thought <laughs> of, man. <laughs> so, um, you know, Casey, he spots two guys stealing a tape player out of a car, uh, and then he throws a two-bats... Um, oh, oh <laughs> this one cracked me up. Um, so... You know, after he hits uh, Raphael and everything, uh, Raphael, he's trying to find him, still can't find uh, Casey Jones and everything. And uh, Casey, he is up on another rooftop, and he spots two guys stealing a tape player. Well, one of the guys uh, runs off, but then one of the other guys is running away with his hands up in the air, and Casey Jones throws perfectly two baseball bats, one across the guy's legs and the other one across the guy's back. Do you see that? Yeah, I love that frame. <laughs> That was pretty awesome. I was like, that is the perfect throw. It kind of made me, uh, it made me think of Daredevil a little bit. Him throwing his cane. Oh yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it bangs them up again, and you know, it's the same story again. Casey's gonna beat, uh, beat them to a pulp, and he's not gonna let up. As a matter of fact, the poor guy, you know, I almost feel bad for the for the criminal. I mean, because he's saying, you know, his legs already broken, and uh, Casey says. Um, that's just the beginning, Slime. When Casey gets done with you, your whole body's going to be busted. So, you know, Casey's going to beat him to a pulp. You know, he's not going to let up at all. So, He's beating him like he caught him stealing from him. Yeah, <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. Raph shows up and, you know, the poor guy's leg's broken. And then, um, and I know, did you notice something about the dialogue in uh, uh, this issue? You know, with Creepo and Yo-Yos. What does that remind you of? I don't know. How about Rocky? Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Hey, you hang, you. With, hey, you hang out with yo-yos, you get yo-yo friends, you know what I'm saying? You hang out with nice people, you get nice people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Rocky. Yeah? Screw you, creepo. <laughs> screw, 
Screw you, creepo. Yeah, David, who do you to give advice, creepo? <laughs> Uh, so, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I immediately thought of Rocky in this whole issue. So um, yeah, you, you know why I fight? Because I can't, can't sing, sing a dance. dance. <laughs> yeah, <you know? laughs> so once again, uh, and this is where uh, the fight gets really intense between Raph and Casey. You know, Raph confronts Casey, uh, and, and the other guy who's got his busted leg, he kind of uh, scuttles away and everything. And Raph, you know, he, he mentions a really good point here. He says, now look, pal, there's such a thing as... as uh, there's such a thing as making the the punishment fit the crime. Seems like with everything, uh, with you, everything's a capital offense. Yeah. And then did uh, you notice the billboard there? Yeah, yeah, the Ninja Turtles yeah. billboard. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, and then uh, that's where he's throwing the two bats. Okay. Um, yeah, look, look at the guy. He's like, ow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay, then the next page. I see them fighting, and then I see, uh, it looks like Raph holding a sigh right to Casey's face. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, Casey kicks uh, Raph right across the face. And then, uh, you know, once again, Casey Jones runs off. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, so the Casey is about to run off again uh, after the next encounter with Raph. And he just takes off across, uh, across traffic saying, so long, shorty. <laughs> And uh, I thought that was kind of a funny line. And it says he he he, which is like, I can't picture him saying he he he. I don't know why. It's just, it's, I know it's, it's this huge buff guy that's wearing a hockey mask. And he's gonna go. I <laughs> <laughs> just can't see it. Uh, so Raph is just kind of debating. He's in the alleyway and he's watching Casey get away across the traffic. And he's kind of deciding, you know, should I go out after him? Or should I not? And you know, I really like some of the dialogue here. He's like. Uh, all those lights, people would see me. Leo would kill me if I didn't stick to the shadows. And then he's like, ah, oh, the heck with it. Yeah, yeah, that's, just... that's one of my favorite lines. I love that. And he just runs across the street, and he goes right over a, a car. And uh, <laughs> you, you remember this scene? What does this remind you of? Oh, oh gosh. Look like some big giant toidal in a green trench coat. You're going to LaGuardia, Yeah, right? you're going to LaGuardia, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah, the lady goes, oh, good lord. It was one of those fleshy-headed mutations, secret plan, uh, plan nine to take over this planet. I read about it in Blaze magazine. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Or, or a mob, hitman, or a <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, so Raph ends up, you know, darting across the street, and uh, he meets up with Casey. It looks kind of actually. This again reminds me a lot of uh, the movie because it kind of seems like yeah. they're almost like in a park area. Mm-hmm. Kind of, it's really similar. Um, you know, so they're duking it out, and uh, it's pretty intense. Oh, I mean, great, they're landing great some fight big scenes. Hits. Yeah, a lot, lot of yeah. haymakers, man. So they're just going at it, and eventually, uh, it, it seemed like kind of Casey's got the upper hand, and he's standing over Raph with both of his bats, mm-hmm. and uh, he says, um, you know, I'm going to get rid of Dung like you, and <laughs> it, bye-bye, freak. I like that he's calling him freak, just like in the movie. Yeah, freak! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Raph's like, I'm not dead yet. And he kind of does uh, a somersault and just springs up. And they, they start going right back at it again. It was kind of weird. It kind of gave you the feeling that Raph was about to lose the fight. And yeah. he thought he was actually going to get killed. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, um, you know what? There, there's been a couple of things in this issue that kind of remind me of... Um, uh, I, I, I wonder if Kevin Eastman and Peter Lair were huge Kung Fu fans because there, there's a scene, there's a Jackie Chan movie. I, I don't think it's Drunken Master, but it, it's it's an early one of his. Um, and, you know, he's about to get defeated, and uh, he goes, I'm not dead yet, and then all of a sudden he just rises back, and he does, like, one final blow and beats the guy. So, I just, I don't know, it's, as soon as I saw that line, I was like, that reminds me of that film, but I don't know. 
It probably is a reference to it. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, there's references to everything else in this in this uh, comic book series. <laughs> so uh, Raph ends up getting a hold of one of Casey's bats and swings at him and misses, and then Casey takes his other bat and cracks it right across Raph's midsection. What, a Jose Canseco bat? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, you didn't pay for this. Ooh. <laughs> So he cracks it across uh, Raph's midsection, but actually Raph seems to sustain the hit pretty well. It's the abs and, steel. Um, that's what it is, yeah. <laughs> he must has the ab lounge. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> or the total gym by uh, Chuck Norris. Oh, man, I, I say that's it. That's probably what it is. <laughs> so uh, then Casey's, Casey's about to go on the run again. Uh, he says, uh, catch you on the flip side, Greeny. And then, you know, Raph's about had enough, and he says, uh, no way, you crazy fool. And Raph just pursues him and tackles him. To the ground, and finally, after an epic battle, uh, Casey finally concedes that uh, that Rap had beaten him. Yeah, which was kind of cool. Yeah, and and this is like the to me the most interesting part of the comic are the pretty much last few panels. You know, Casey's just sitting there, and, and you know he's kind of grabbing his head after Raph, You know, finally wins the the fight. He goes beaten by a little green freak. Ah, I've had enough. And then Raph I hate punkers, especially <laughs> punkers with green makeup. Yeah, green makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Freak! Hey, pal, this is what Raph says. Hey, pal, you brought it on yourself. Oh, I'll do the, the 90s film rap. <laughs> you can't go around killing people. <laughs> Sorry, I just sound like a normal... You gotta know what a crumpet is. <laughs> to know what a cricket is. <laughs> uh, you know, and he's like, you can't go around killing people for stealing tape decks. That's just crazy. The, here's an interesting part, because Casey Jones, he's sitting there, he's looking down, and he goes... Yeah, right, I'm crazy. But something's telling me that you ain't uh, you ain't above taking somebody out if they take you off. I have a temper, true. But at least I try to control it. You don't. Now, is that is that Raph? That's Raph talking Yeah, that's there. Raph telling, uh, yeah, that's yeah. Raph telling yeah. yeah, so Raph says, I have a temper, true. But at least I try to control it. You don't. Uh, and then all of a sudden you hear somebody in trouble as they go, Shut up, give me your money! Apparently, Raphael's a Canadian. goes, eh? And then uh, Casey Jones goes, ah, sounds like a mugging in progress. Uh, hero, are you just going to stand there? And then Raph goes, I, I don't know. I guess I can't let you go slaughter the punks. And then Casey goes, well, Shorty, do we help the citizen or what? And then uh, here, here's a good one right here. Raph goes, all right, all right. But remember, while we're stopping those muggers, I'm keeping my eye on you. And Casey goes, fair enough. So in a weird way, it took them beating the ever-loving crap out of each other for them to kind of obtain a mutual respect for each other. And now they're fighting alongside each other. So that's pretty neat. Yeah, it was a really interesting episode. And I like uh, Raphael. He's cut up a bit. He's got authentic battle damage. <laughs> he does. I, so so is Casey. I mean, the, they, they've about had it. But, uh, yeah, so, you know... First of all, before we before we talk about what we think the theme of this book is, you know, do you have a particularly uh, favorite like panel or favorite uh, line? Actually, I did, um, and it's kind of strange, but <clears throat> excuse me, uh, it's the one when Raph is uh, that line that you really liked. Uh, oh, Mike, my friend, I'm sorry, so sorry. Yeah, yeah, I love that line. Um, I love the cityscape that they have. Oh, you know, beautiful! It's got a really good picture of New York, and it's kind of like showing. I don't know. I, I think they're kind of trying to depict, you know, Raph on one side and Casey on the other. Yeah. Almost like, you know, kind of looking at each other, but to, to say that they're apart, but they're also kind of similar. Oh, that's good, man. Yeah. Hey, look at you, man. You're like an, you're like an English major. 
<laughs> that's that's really, I never even thought about that, but that's very true. Yeah, I have my moments. Yeah, I'm, I'm very impressed. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that that's a really good one. And you, I want to change mine now, but uh, but mine was going to be you know uh, I, first of all my favorite panel has to be um, you know the first one with Casey Jones. You know just him, just the image of him working out in like this trash strewn apartment. Uh, three TVs going on, and you know, gunshots everywhere in the TVs, and and just seeing him work out with a dumbbell and everything, quoting the the cop shows. I thought that was a pretty funny little panel and stuff. So I, I picked that one as my favorite, and then my favorite line has to be when Raph's kind of debating with himself. You know, oh, I might do I go after him, Splinter and and Leonardo kill me. He's like, ah, to heck with it, and he yeah, just runs he runs across. I was like, that's pretty funny. I like that. Um. But what do you what do you think the whole point of this this issue is, man? Like, what's the theme of this comic book or this issue? Well, yeah, you know, you know, I think it's kind of um, you don't really realize how bad you are um, until you kind of see almost like seeing yourself doing something. Yeah, and I, I think that's kind of like a Raph kind of saw himself when he saw Casey going nuts on people. Yeah, that that's exactly what I took from this too. You know, it, it's just you know Raph saying you know. I think Raph seeing Casey Jones be this merciless and everything, and Raph was almost that way with Michelangelo. If Raph doesn't get a hold of his anger now, he could eventually kind of turn into a Casey Jones, another Casey Jones, you know, just blind rage to the point where what they're doing, you know, is, is not standing up for injustice. They're just, you know, just as bad, if not worse, than the criminals themselves. You know, and and I think this is a good way to show uh, Raphael, hey, you got to get this under control because you could be like Casey Jones. And I think at the same time, Casey Jones realizes towards the end of the comic book, hey, maybe Raphael's right. Maybe I should show more mercy and everything. And then they decide to work together. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's exactly like you're saying because you know, like uh, Casey's had said near the end of the comic, uh, something tells me that you're not, you know. Um, uh, you're not someone who wouldn't take someone out just for ticking you off. Right. You know, so it's it's kind of like, exactly like you're saying, Casey is almost like a villain in this story, and, you know, the villain's saying, you know, we're really not all that different. Yeah, so what would you give this issue? Uh, how many slices of pizza out of ten, man? Uh, I'd say nine out of ten. Nine out of ten, that's exactly what I had. Yeah, nice. not bad, not bad. Very, very good issue. If the only gripe I think I would have with this issue, and it's not even really a gripe, uh, just I guess maybe from a story standpoint, uh, it's a little repetitive. You know, you got uh, Raphael and Casey Jones. They fight for a little bit, they storm off. They fight for a little bit, they storm off. Uh, but the fight scenes are so good, they kind of make up for that. So, you know, I really can't come up with a major gripe about this issue. Awesome issue. And, you know, at first, when I first read this, I was like, are they going to make Casey Jones a villain in this issue? You know, because, again, I'm, I'm used to kind of like the sympathetic Casey Jones. So when I first read it, three-quarters of the way through the book, I thought Casey Jones was going to be a villain, the entire issue. But then by the last you know, couple of panels, you realize, hey, they kind of finally see eye to eye, and they're going to fight alongside each other to help someone. So Yeah, well, and even, even the, the front cover is almost like you see a mirror image between Raph and Casey Jones. Oh, I it's know. It's kind of foreshadowing, foreshadowing what the issue is going to be about. It's kind of cool. Yeah, once again, man, nailing it. You <laughs> killed it, man. You're rubbing off on me, man. Yeah, well, I try, I try. Well, that wraps it up, so we should do the rap rap. <laughs> rap rap. The rap rap. I take a lot of pride when I put a gift inside. 
<laughs> Dude, it bothers me that you remember those lyrics. <laughs> I mean, I definitely didn't write them down and sing them uh, all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh-huh. uh, no, I don't. Get out of here. Uh, yeah, that's on uh, Rob's special album uh, titled uh, <laughs> Venus to Milo, My Love. <laughs> Get out of here. That's the first track. The second track is the Rap Rap uh, Remix. <laughs> rap Rap Remix. <laughs> oh, gosh. That'd be awesome. Yeah, we ought to, we ought to make our own songs. We may have to. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, by the way, man, listen. If, if, if uh, I've been talking louder than normal, it's because I got these neighbors, man. They're, they're really rowdy. They're really, the loud neighbors. I uh, see. You know, I'm kind of new to the area and stuff, so I'm not really. I don't know the neighbors that well. But uh, you know, these these punk teenagers, man. You know, Dude, maybe we should go over there and tell them to uh, to kind of chill out. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. <laughs> oh gosh, I hear them right now. Hang on, hang on. Let's go. Ahead. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's march over there. All right, all right. Hey, will you guys keep it down? Split squares. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Man. Yeah, we're trying. We're trying to watch a. We're, we're trying to record a show here, and you guys just keep blabbing her on, you know. And, and then you know, you, you guys crank up your cars and your radios in the middle of the night and with that jungle music, and and I can't sleep. You kids with your fancy guitars and, and NASCAR and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta keep that down. Keep it under control. Yeah, your swirly hairdos. Oh, come on, man. What's that all about? I bet they don't have gyro burgers, and they probably never even heard of asteroid pinball. Yeah, you're disturbing the peace, you bunch of hippies. Yeah. <laughs> be go- hippies be gone! Yeah. <laughs> Us neutrinos are the only ones who like having fun, and most of the time the grown-ups won't let us. <laughs> oh, neutrinos, get out of here. What? What is that? Is that like a Frito or Dorito? Is that the new... Uh, neutrinos new- Locos Tacos? Frito, yeah, it's the new uh, Fritos product, the neutrinos. <laughs> that actually sounds delicious. <laughs> it kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> You don't know what it's like living in a place where everybody wants to do you in just for the crime of being young. Uh, all right, guys. We'll watch it with you. Fine. That's fine. Um, uh, yeah, th- this is one I definitely remember because um, I remember being completely lost as a kid. You know, like I didn't understand why they were there. I didn't understand, like, the whole point of the story. Uh, I must have missed like the first part of the show where they kind of go through the portal and everything. I was like, "Who are these guys?" You know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're gonna watch the Neutrinos episode. This is uh, the episode was called "Hot Riding Teenagers from Dimension X." This was uh, this aired on December seventeenth, nineteen eighty-seven, and this is part of the Heroes and Half Shell story arc. Uh, this is the fourth episode, and it was written by David Wise. So, all right, guys. So we are gonna click play in five. Four, three, two, two, one, one. click. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. You know, the interesting part is a lot of people kind of gripe about this episode. You know, because out of the, the, what is it, five or six episodes of the Heroes in the Half Shell story arc, a lot of people say that this is the weakest one. Uh... I mean, I guess I could kind of see that. I mean, it's it's not as epic of a story, I guess, but... Yeah, I mean, you, you listen to some of the Neutrinos. No offense, guys. Some of the Neutrinos lines, uh, they're not... They're, I mean, they're really cheesy, you know? Yeah, they're kind of <laughs> cheese-tastic. Yeah, and I, I know I know. later on in the series, you know, the, the, the uh, episodes got cheesier and cheesier with the humor and everything. But, you know, the first six, seven uh, issues or episodes were more kind of witty and funny and... 
Uh, I think this is the first one that kind of went a little cheese ball, so. And I can't really remember what happened last episode. <clears throat> now, do you actually remember what happened in the last episode, Josh? Um, no, I don't. It's been so long since um, we watched the original series. I know, it has. I missed it. Yeah. Well, uh, this hoser said we should do the, uh, <laughs> this other series, so, you know. Oh, you know, I need... <clears throat> I'm sorry, but, you know, we gotta cover every incarnation, no matter how good or ridiculously bad. <laughs> Dude, a turd is a turd. You can't polish it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I love the turtles uh, pushing the van up the stairs. That's awesome. <laughs> and it's actually, is that the Channel 6 news van? Why, wait, why are they turn it, pushing this up the stairs? What's going on here? Whoa, did you see, see Donatello? <laughs> He's like the whole... <laughs> he bent the side off that van. That was awesome. It must work out. Yeah. You know the weight room is? <laughs> check it out. I'll check it out. Baxter comes back. Baxter won't be back for a long time, Michelangelo. Did we watch the Baxter episode? Did we miss that one? Take over the city with his uh, robots. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember it either. We must have. I surely we watched it. Oh, he's making the turtle van right oh, now. Oh, okay. there it is. He's making it. It will be when we hunt the shredder down. Look how short the turtles are. <laughs> yeah, that April's really tall. Yeah, she's like six eight. Hey, little freaks! Why do we have to stand alone against the forces of evil? I love this line by Donatello. The only job we're qualified for. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Back to work. Back to the sewers. Meanwhile, in the sewers. Meanwhile, in Dimension X. Ah, the Technodrome. Just cruising along. Yeah. What do you think that runs on? Plutonium? It's got, yeah, it has to be. Oh, Krang's upset. Awesome performance by Pat Fraley. Uh-huh. Can't go wrong with Pat Fraley. The reflection on Shredder's uh, mask looks weird. I'm still refining my mutations on the pumps. This yeah, it does. Will be infinitely superior to these. Well, the board team is right. They are called punks. Yeah. <laughs> you see, you see those other mutants? I wonder if those were the, uh, remember the other guys um, that were in there with Bebop and Roxy before they got... Oh, yeah. I wonder if those, right. those guys. I love uh, Krang's little tripod. Yeah. <laughs> Does it actually roll, or it's like a drum throne? Yeah, it is. Crank's on the throne. He's on the throne. The wrong kind, but the transdimensional portal is already complete. Your home dimension is a place of total war. I just love the background in the Technodrome. It's just like endless walls of like circuitry and stuff. Oh, I know. It reminds me of Death Star, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Inside, it looks huge. Yeah, we gotta ask. Um, we gotta ask Eastman if it if it inspired it was inspired by the. I mean, the Death Star. it really does look like it. I mean, besides the eyeball at the top. Yeah. Okay, so this is the first time. Hey, there's the turtle van. It's complete now. 
All right. So I can practice while so, uh, so this is the first episode that debuts the Turtle Man. That's very cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, that kind of redeems the episode some. Yeah, yeah. Except for the <coughs> neutrinos. Uh, this is as good as yeah, posers. Yeah. Postrinos. <laughs> Come on, April. Let's Toastrinos. They're gonna drive it downstairs. Why do they drive it well, upstairs? They're buckling up for safety. Well, you know, safety first. Safety first. Awesome. <laughs> I'll bust through the the wall. What what is even this building? They just like bust in and like I know. Well, yeah, where do they get all this stuff? Oh, I just ran over a fire hydrant, or um, yeah. So here's the debut of the portal. Hey, remember when we went through that one uh, portal? Yeah, dude, those rough. You yeah. kicked me in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> well, you had it coming. Oh, here's the neutrinos. Love the music. Yeah. <laughs> Beef Bob and Rush here prepared to kill them. I know, they're just like unloading. <laughs> Kill him! Shoot him! There's General Shag. Yeah. They have their own car too. Oh, they just got shot down. <laughs> you know, I know they're supposed to be like rock rock soldiers, but they, he, he kind of looks like um, like a Transformer, doesn't he? Yeah, he kind of does. A little bit. Like, I could just see him folding into something. Yeah. <laughs> This is Domsville, man! Roger, Dodger! Did you see how she was steering? Yeah! <laughs> Erratic. I'm gonna jerk the wheel to a Bridget Frankman! Oh, that was awesome. Oh, man, the trio just drove through the wall of Technodrome. Awesome. I love Rocksteady. You are Krang, Stone Warriors, are you not? Yeah. So? There is something I must show you. We gotta catch those kids. <laughs> we gotta catch those kids. Oh, is that the World Trade Center? Oh, I think it is. Yeah, that's crazy. That's an eerie sight, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Things that we just get buzzed by a couple of rocket-powered lowriders. You aren't seeing things. What strange plan is the Shredder hatching this time? I don't know, but we better find out. Got it, April. Man, I don't, I'm not too impressed with April's driving. No, she's kind of crazy. She ran over a fire hydrant. She was turning erratically. She should have let the turtles drove. Yeah. Craig. Look how small Krang is. Lord Krang. Lord Krang. Don't look at me. My lord, what has happened to your body? Craig's <laughs> so ashamed. Yeah, he is. His lobes are showing. <laughs> Look at that, he was crying. Yeah, he was. Wow, he's really ashamed of himself. The neutrinos have eluded us! Neutrinos? Running loose here on Earth? Socky, you imbecile! Why, I did I do? Apparently, Crane doesn't like the neutrinos. No. Juvenile delinquents from Dimension X. They're a threat to everything we stand for. They hate war. They hate war. Can you believe that? Hippies. Hippies be gone. 
Gyro burgers? Our only chance is to get ahead of them by analyzing the pattern of where they've been. You can make a pattern out of all of that. It's light bright. Cut them off right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gosh, you remember that commercial light bright? Yeah, that was awesome. It was had the the clown on there. Yeah, yeah, the clown always kind of gave me the creep though. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Did you have a light bright growing up? Uh, no, I I didn't, but my uh, cousin did. Yeah, we did. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay, buddy, pull over. Book him, Dono. <laughs> Book him, Dono. I'm trying. I'm trying. So the turtles are just like jumping on. I, I don't yeah, know how. They jump from. <laughs> Somehow they're jumping like <coughs> 100 feet in the air out of the uh, out of the neutrinos. Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a turtle band have like a slingshot or something. Apparently. We're just like rubbing down until up against the buildings. Yeah, you see Raffy just threw the girl in the backseat. Yeah. <laughs> we must capture the pilot and force him to land. Yeah. With what? With my elbow pad. <laughs> With my elbow With my pad? Elbow pad. <laughs> We're crashing! <laughs> We're crashing! I don't ever remember them referencing their own elbow pads in any other episode. That was interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's new. Well, I, I like the uh, spring seat. Oh, look what they did yeah. to my shell. Oh, keep cool. <laughs> a little wax and it'll shine like new. Oh, that's turtle wax. <laughs> a little turtle wax will really shine really like new. Nice. The who? Don't tell us you never heard of the shredder. Dang cats. One minute we're having a blast in Dimension X, then suddenly we're in a room with some weirdo in a metal mask. Oh, <laughs> I love oh, the guy's voice. I think we're all on yeah. the same side. You think they took helium? <laughs> I think you they had to have. Who are they? Let's interrogate them. Let's interrogate them. Yeah, they're really short. She's about to go Guantanamo Bay on them. <laughs> you hear him? Cool, Daddy, oh, we are frozen! <laughs> oh, playing some pinball. Oh, that's awesome. Arcade. That's yeah. Right. Man, Leonardo's like it, too. The what? The sweetest? Plan of the squares. What is this dimension X? It's Grimsville. Grimsville. All the neutrinos. Oh, this is good, right? Like having fun, and most of the time the grown-ups won't let us. Oh, oh, that that voice. That voice reminds me of Dot from the Animaniacs. Yes, yes. I knew I heard that somewhere. Yeah. Living in a place where everybody wants to do you in. Just for the crime of being young. <laughs> so dramatic. Oh my gosh. Hey, we won't let anyone. Just for the crime of being here. young. I'm worried about what. Look at her hair. Weird. I'm worried yeah. about what else might have come to our world from dimension. Oh, those poor clowns. Those missiles look like eyeballs. That was crazy. Yeah. That sounds like the Jetsons. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I'll tell you what, just seeing like a, 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 a uh, arcade with a whole bunch of pinball machines in it, you know, I miss those days, man. Yeah. You just don't see that anymore. Yeah, I guess that. No, you don't. Unless, unless it's like a museum, you know. Yeah. We said we wouldn't. Yeah, there's a couple. But the Dave and Buster's is got some. Pinball machines, really? 
Um, uh, maybe not pinball. Yeah, you don't see pinball anymore. It's a dying art, dying hobby. Yeah. It makes me sad. There are a couple manufacturers still making um, tables though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Stern Pinball and Jersey Jack, and I think there's one more. I wish Bally was still in it though. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, they had some good ones. The drag and the other guy. I don't know the other guy's name. They're hunting down neutrinos. But so okay, so the only reason they're hunting them down is because they're against war. Yes, they're hunting down the hippies. <laughs> because they stand against everything that they stand for. They're literally firing missiles at the hippies. Got the battle rip going. Yeah. And the turtle man fan is in full swing. Dang, that is one strong katana. We just cut through tank treads. Yeah. Right? <laughs> going at like 60 miles an hour. I know. What do you call them? Hip cats? Hip cats? Yeah. You know what's kind of cool though? You know, the, the neutrinos kind of have like the 50 style. You know, they got like the yeah. 50 style cars, although they hover, and they even talk like like the 50s kind of dialogue. Yeah, like they call each other cats. Yeah. And Daddy O. Present company accepted. Has anyone stopped to think just why the Shredder has a pipeline to an entirely different dimension? I didn't think about that. Those stone warriors could just be the beginning. We must consult with Master Splinter before taking further action. Neutrinos, follow us. Sewers, here we go! Oh, they're taking the neutrinos down to the lair. They must trust them. Oh, man. <laughs> There's a tank. Here comes the fuzz. This weather satellite will take care of them. That doesn't look like a satellite. <laughs> Not at all. need to know what the weather is. This doesn't report weather, you idiot. <laughs> Makes weather. It's Krang's own design. Wow, Krang designed that. With high clouds, mild showers. <laughs> <laughs> I want one of those. Total chaos. Nice. <laughs> I like mild showers. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show them. I'll give them mild showers. <laughs> <laughs> it was a drizzly Tuesday. <laughs> Okay, now it looks a little bit more like a satellite. Right. Uh, yeah. Oh man. We must get back to the Technodrome. That, guy, that guy's got a huge beak. Look at him. Yeah, I know. What a honker. <laughs> man, it almost looks like General Trank's crying. You know, like his his eyes. I I think it's the shine from his face, I guess, but. His nose. Those are his tears, yeah. Uh oh. General Trags, surrounded. Wow, they didn't even say anything. They just like, <laughs> freeze! They come out of the car and they just start shooting. Yeah. <laughs> They're going like Bonnie and Clyde. Right, on. I know. Like, no questions asked. <laughs> what, kind of gun, what kind of guns are they firing? Because it's like, like phasers. Yeah, like green lasers. Yeah. This Krang. The oh, that's so weird that the turtles don't know who Krang is yet. Yeah, they don't, yeah. I love I love his glasses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Splinter had the funniest face just a second ago. What? He didn't have the bug eyes. To build a means back to his home dimension. 
Uh, how many of those stone warriors does Krang have in Dimension X? Like zillions, man. Zillions. Then he's going to bring them here and conquer our universe. Neutrinos, we have got to stop Krang. Turtles, we got to help him do it. Great, but how? We find this freak and push him through the portal back to Dimension X. Don't worry, Kala. We won't let Kala, anything happen her. to you. Looks like Mikey's getting soft on her. <laughs> All right. Well, it's, at least it's not like he was with Venus de Milo. That was just flat out creepy. Yeah, the, 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 I didn't <laughs> sleep that night, man. Oh, I'm sorry I even brought that up. Oh man. It's gotta be a stone warrior weathermaker. Let's haul tail over to the Technodrome before the mines dropping ice. <laughs> Huge ice blocks. It's chaos. Total chaos. <laughs> TM. <laughs> There. Okay, first of all, these the van down there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> is there like a ramp? Yeah. Or... And the neutrinos, I mean, they look a little young to be driving. Hovercrafts, you know? Yeah. yeah. No one notices that they drive in. It's completely empty. Yeah, well, you know, Crank, you know, he had to go out and pick up a few things. He wasn't there. That's right. Picking up some crank cocktails. <laughs> Did they actually make um, neutrino action figures? You know, I I don't remember. I want to say they did, but I don't know. <laughs> crank bouncing up and down, so happy. He's all giddy. <laughs> oh, foot soldiers. Yes. Leonardo's got the yeah. coming down the sides. They look really big. Oh, wow. Yeah, they did. Wow, Bebop actually threw Leonardo. That's rare. Yeah, it's like the first time. Yeah. What function does that serve? They just <laughs> I don't know. Just one part portion, yeah. Conveniently placed gun turret there. It reminds me of American Gladiators. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shooting nerf balls at us. Work, I'm going to pin a medal on you as soon as I get a pair of hands. Let's take <laughs> Leonardo. Now look how tall the foot soldiers are. Oh yeah, they look huge. Yeah. Portals open. Great. Now to get those rock heads in there. <laughs> you broke a nunchuck. Yeah. That's... You don't see that much. Gosh, you remember when he was using the uh, grappling hook? Uh, oh, it's just not bum me out. <laughs> Will they put like butter on the or oil or something like on the? Yeah, platform? it's just some kind of lubricant or something. <laughs> okay, neutrinos, it's your turn. We want to stay with you and have fun. I can't hold this thing open forever, and it's your only ticket home. He's right. We can't stay here, and we've got to carry on the fight against Krang at Dimension X. <laughs> Goodbye, you crazy turtles. We'll miss you. <laughs> we'll miss you. See, turtles are all waving like a, you know, okay, that's just Shredder. funny the way they're like, doing it. Okay, deuces. <laughs> yeah, yeah, deuces. Do they ever come back? I'm, I'm sure they do. I think they do, yeah. yeah. Head up and stop it. Cal is stop complaining some more about how she's unfairly mistreated because she's young. Yeah, it's the only crime she's committed. Yeah. 
thing will blow this whole city clear to Oz. Oh, they stole the car. Yeah, apparently they left one of them. I wonder if that turns into the foot cruiser. Uh, you maybe, remember, remember that toy? Uh, it, it was for the foot clan, but it hovered and it looked kind of like that. Huh. Oh, Leonardo just cut the uh, satellite in half. It and was now like free fall. Help! Oh, save. <laughs> Way to go, Leonardo. Yeah, everybody complains about the weather, but you actually did something about it. <laughs> All right, Krang. You're like the one that knows. Yeah. Whatever it takes, so I shall complete your new body. You must destroy them for me. I'm glad to see you finally come to your senses. <laughs> ah, so, you know, pretty much Krang wasn't fighting against Turles. Is she reading the Turles a story? Bedtime story, yep. <laughs> Look at that book. <laughs> Just a bunch of sleepy heads. Wait a minute. They'll need their rest because there tomorrow was four we're of going to those find the shredder and <laughs> And then Leonardo just showed up. I don't know. <laughs> was that Splitter? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> he was sleeping on the bunk beds. He probably likes a bedtime well, story too. Well, Leo wasn't going to sleep here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what do you think, Josh? Uh, it was actually pretty cool. I mean, uh, you know, uh, despite the uh, neutrinos. <laughs> yeah, gosh. Oh. Well, it was pretty cool, Daddy-O. Yeah, it, it was okay. It was a pretty good episode. I mean, out of the, um, out of the ones we've seen so far, you know, we so we, this is the fourth one. So we watched four episodes. Um, to me, this is probably my least favorite one. But that's still uh, good because, you know, the first season, I think, is the best season the Ninja Turtles ever released. Uh, and, and even though this is the weakest one, it's still compared to some of the other episodes and seasons and stuff that I remember. It's still pretty good. So, Yeah, there's a, a pretty decent story elements between Crane and Shredder. Yeah, and you get to see the turtle van getting made. Exactly. So exactly. You get the turtle van, uh, the debut of that. Uh, you get to kind of see the whole way Dimension X works. You really get to see Krang starting to... Uh, uh, you know, kind of take predominance over Shredder as far as, you know, plotting against Turtles. So, yeah, lo lots of things going on, despite the Neutrinos. Yeah, posers. <laughs> yeah, neutrinos, why don't you get out of here? Yeah, go, 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 go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how many pieces would you give it out of ten, my man? Or slices pieces, I should say. Um, I'd say... Uh, six and a half. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about seven or eight. Yeah, I'll give it seven. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, not too bad. So, Josh, my man, I think that wraps up another episode of Turtle Flakes. So, what kind of pizza are we going to have to close out the show? Uh, we're going to have broccoli and Brussels sprout pizza. Ooh, man, Brussels sprouts, eh? Yeah, yeah, I thought we'd go a little healthier. Yeah, so. yeah. Do you, do you like Brussels sprouts? I, I like them a little bit of uh, um, butter and salt on them. Yeah, yeah, they're not bad. Yeah, yeah, well, as long as I get to put that on my pizza, I'm happy. All right. <laughs> All right, well, cowabunga, dudes. Cowabunga. <laughs> I was going to say something about that. I can't remember now. Sorry, I derailed you. Oh, no, 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 you didn't. It was actually about the next mutation. Ah, it's gone. Let's move on. <laughs>
Were you going to talk about how it was your favorite? Oh, no, I no. Get out of here. <laughs> Whatever. I'm going to get you. If there is such a thing, I'm getting you a Venus de Milo action figure. I heard that you made a Venus de Milo love song. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you I'm not going to write you, you a love guitar. song. I saw it. it was Yo, get out of here. No way. <laughs>